Welcome to the Dwellings Podcast. We're glad you tuned in. Enjoy this message by Pastor Gunnar. All right. Y'all, what, y'all want to start again? <laughs> I think I could go another hour of just that. How about you? Y'all be seated a minute. Oh, man. Well, welcome to the dwelling. My name is Gunnar. I'm the uh, lead pastor here. And uh, man, I'm just, I love Easter. I love Resurrection Sunday. There's just, there's just a life when you start talking about resurrection life. And um, because it's, it's more than just a, a historical fact, right? It's a reality. Amen. And it's something that didn't just happen years ago. It's happening right now in this room. Yes. Resurrection. And uh, I, I, I know that we got some uh, first-time guests in here, and we're so glad you guys are here, that you spend your Easter with us. And uh, let us know who you are. Do that QR code thing on the, on the back of the seat. And come back next week. I hope you feel like family. And, um, but we'd love to have you back next week to worship with us. It's like this every week, just about, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, like, we just have a lot of fun in Jesus around here. And uh, we make room for his presence and we never, ever want to blow through something just because it's Easter that he's doing. And I think even this service, nine o'clock crowd's gonna get mad because they're not gonna get the 11 o'clock crowd's Amen. stuff, but that's all right. Jesus can do what he wants to. Amen. This is what we're gonna do. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got a message. I believe that the, word, the Lord has given us uh, this Easter, uh, but I think the end of service may look a little a little different, because I think the Lord's highlighting some things um, in the room today that, uh, that he wants to set free. Yeah. And he wants, he wants you to walk out of this room free. I'll just go ahead and let you in on, the, on a little secret. This past Wednesday night, we had little name cards scattered all over this platform up here. And we had people come up and take a name of Someone that you said that you were going to be praying for this Easter and everything. And, and, and so I know many of you are here because you were invited by somebody. And I just want you to know every person sitting in this room right now and everybody who's watching online right now, even anybody who will be listening to the podcast later, you've been brought before the Lord in prayer. You've been prayed for. Some of you by name. And I, I want you to know this, that God loves you enough not only to die for you and die for your sins, but he loves you enough to bring you to a little warehouse on the, <laughs> on the west side of Savannah and touch your heart and life. And I believe today that he wants to do that in so many lives. And so can you open your heart? I don't know where you are spiritually. I don't know where you are on your faith journey. We're all on a different spot, Right? We're all in a different spot with Jesus. But I want us, every one of us in here, if we could just take a moment and just whatever we're kind of like holding on to, like got that seatbelt on, just take the seatbelt off. And just just let Jesus be Jesus today. Man, that would change everything. How many know he's enough? He's enough. Jesus is enough. And there's a phrase that's been going, just bouncing around in my heart for the last few weeks. And, and this is what I want to just 
release this sentence over you this morning, and I want it to sink down deep inside of your heart, and I want you to grab a hold of this. You ready? Here's the message for today. Jesus is not intimidated by darkness. Jesus is not intimidated by darkness. He's not intimidated by what's going on in the world. He's not scared. Jesus is not intimidated by the darkness in your life. Some of you, um, man, I'm going to tell you, this is most people nowadays, honestly, with, with everything that's going on the last few years. There's people walking around in just really dark place. You got a dark cloud around you all the time. You lay down at night, you can't sleep. You're tormented. It's thoughts coming in all the time. It's fear. And you may think that's okay, but it's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. And I, I, I just don't think that the Lord wants you to stay there today. If I can just be so bold to say that. I think that the deliverer is in the house today and wants to set you free. He wants to set you free. He wants to give you resurrection life. Jesus told the lady at the well, he read her mail. He said, go get your husband. And she's like, uh, yeah, about that. And he's, she's like, I don't, I don't have a husband. And he's like, you're right. You've had a few. And the one you're with right now, he's not even, he's not even um, married. And, and like, you've had, a, you've had a past. And, but it wasn't condemning. Jesus said, you know what? That's just a, that's just a, uh, a symptom of something deeper. You're thirsty. Like thirsty. And he said, the water that I give, you'll never thirst again. And the water that I give is not just to get you by for a little while. The water I give is a river of living water that flows from inside. That's resurrection life. And it's not just what Jesus has. It's what Jesus gives to us. So today we celebrate that. But knowing that a lot of people in here are walking in darkness, a lot of people walking, watching online are just walking in this dark place in your life, whether it's of your own doing and your own sin, your own choices or whatever, or it's maybe because of just the way life is right now, or maybe something was done to you and there's just darkness. Jesus isn't afraid of it. Jesus, in fact, walks into darkness. He doesn't run from it. He doesn't avoid it. It attracts his nature because love is who he is. And the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. That's why he's not scared. Because he's perfect love. God is love. He's so not afraid of darkness that in a garden on his face, sweating drops of blood, he said, I'll do it, Father. Your will be done. 
He's so not afraid of darkness <laughs> that with all of your sin and all of your failure, failures and all your rebellion and all of your mistakes, all of this, all of mine, of the whole world, he literally walks with a cross on his back, knowing where he's going, walking straight into darkness. And then what kind of evil does it take for a person to take a hammer and a nail and fasten another human to a piece of wood? And Jesus said, forgive them because they don't understand. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> He's not afraid. <laughs> he faces darkness head on. Scripture says he descended into hell and took the keys. You can't get any more dark than that. He's not afraid. And when hell shows up in your life, he's not afraid of that either. He rose with healing in his wings, with authority in his hand, with love for you in his heart. He went to the cross. He went into a dark tomb because he was compelled by love for his father. Obedience. He lived the life we couldn't. But he went to a cross and went to a dark tomb compelled by love for you. And I feel his heart as I'm up here this morning, he doesn't want you to live in darkness anymore. And you don't have to. I've got a friend named David. And David uh, serves on our usher team here. David, are you here right now? There he is right by there. He's holding the door. He's ushering right now as I speak. A few years ago, David, um, David was in a pretty dark place in his life. I mean, really dark. But David's life is a testimony and an ongoing testimony of the goodness of Jesus. And what can happen in a person's life when Jesus walks into their darkness and lights it up? So let's watch David's story. This is the tree that I hung myself in. I just got to the point 
of where the mountain was too big, of me just feeling like I was a complete failure. It felt like that I couldn't do anything right, and I honestly thought that I was going to be doing everyone else a favor by by me going going ending my life. On June 11th of 2019 was the day when I attempted to take my life. And one year later, I'm, I'm on my way to go revisit this location. I remember that day very clearly. When I was on lunch at work, I just sat in the corner in the chair on my phone, doing research with, you know, what is the best way to uh, turn my life. I got off work on June 11th around 5.30 in the evening. It was actually very hard to even find anything because everything that was popping up was, you know, you need to call this number, you need to go get help. As I was on my way home, I just sat there and yelled to God just to be able to take my life, just to kill me in a car accident. Does someone T-bone me or something just ended up happening so I didn't have to take another breath? I. I've tried to be the husband, I've tried to be a friend, I've tried to be a father, and I have failed. I went into the garage and I looked for something that, that I could use to hang myself. I ended up finding this ratchet strap where I was like, you know what, this, this will do. I went back into the house, went through the back door, and I jumped over the fence. I was searching, you know, walking through the woods, you know, jumping over puddles and uh, just finally, I was like, you know, this is the tree. I, I climbed up this tree by bear hugging it and climbed all the way up to the first branch. And as I got up into that tree, I just sat there. I kept on leaning off the branch. Just, I, I don't even know what, what took me so long, but there was something that was holding me back. Next thing I heard was, David, David, where are you? I found him, found him. There was someone from work who ended up climbing up and hanging on to me. They ended up throwing up a knife to him, and that's, and that's what really set it off. I was like, you know, this, no, no, I gotta go. I went and hung, hung myself. I, I do not know how long I was hanging. I ended up realizing that I was right there on the ground, face down. And I was just so ashamed, I was shaking. I was like, you know, I failed. You know, I failed at another thing. That I was so set on that I was, that I, I, I totally thought that I wasn't going to take another blink. A week or two weeks later, I started, I started to realize, I was like, you know, there's something more. What is it? I knew, I knew at that point in time that that was God who saved me up in that tree. God still had a purpose for me. I was like, you know, I need to, there's another step that I need to make. And, and that next step was for me to actually give my life to God. And that is when I even started to become, be able to really, really let go of everything that's happened in the past. Those chains, every single chain was just broken. I am a completely different person than what, what I was a year ago. I wake up in the mornings, and kid you not, I, I'm, I'm skipped breakfast because I'm so excited. 
a 30 minute commute to work and I get to and I just work on cars and, and all my coworkers are like, you know, how how do you what are you on? You know, I I need some of that. And I'm like, no, I got I got Jesus. And you know, I I, I come I come here to bring a positive attitude. My passion is in cars. I my passion is is with God. Yeah, and I'm able to put be able to do that all at once. And so on January 11th, the lowest point, it ended up becoming the turning point of my life. It was there was that that was when the moment when God he became real. So now I've built I built my foundation on a rock where there won't be no wave, where there will be no man, and there won't be no earthquake that could be able to break this foundation. He said, my lowest point became my turning point. If you're in a low point this morning, David's story can be yours. Because David didn't turn his life around. Did you, David? It was Jesus. And the same Jesus that rescued David's life and has changed him and done such a deep work in him. The same Jesus is here this morning to do that in your life. We've been going through a series in Ephesians here at the dwelling and there's a verse in chapter three, it's verse 12, and I think it just sums all of this up really nicely. Here's what it says. Paul says, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. In him and through faith in him, we can approach God with freedom and confidence. You may ask, like, how can I come to God? How can I approach God? How can God change my life that way? I mean, what does that look like? What do I do? What do I do? Well, I think Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12 tells us what to do. It says, in him and through him. In him means that it's possible in him, not in me. So the power to change your life, the power to forgive that person that's wronged you, that power to forgive yourself, that power to turn away from the sin that's just got you in chains, that power's not in you. And that's the first thing you need to realize. It's not in you, it's in him. And salvation is, is in him alone. It's through the finished work of Jesus on the cross that it's possible for you to turn around. A low point can be a turning point because of Jesus' low point is our turning point. It's the, it's the cross of Jesus. It's what he accomplished. We cannot pay the debt ourselves. He had to do it for us. Yeah. And so it's in him. It's not in us. So the first thing you got to do is you got to turn your eyes not on your issues not on your addictions, not on your problem. You need to turn your face toward Jesus because it's in him that it's possible. And then this next little phrase, through him. 
through faith in him. So Jesus did it on the cross. And there's nothing more that can be done. He won the battle. He finished it. As a matter of fact, that was his last words. It is finished. It wasn't, it is fine. And now, Daniela, you take it, you know? No, it's, it's all right. Now, Jacob, it's, your, it's on you now, boy. No, he said, it's done. It is finished. It is finished. The payment is made in full. But we do have a responsibility. Because a gift is not a gift unless it's received. The Bible says that it's the free gift of eternal life. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. We can't work for it. We can't beg him for it. It's a gift that he's freely wanting to offer us. And through faith in him looks like receiving that gift. And so it's both and. He did it all, but we have to make a decision. And we have to say, yeah, I want that Jesus in my life. I, I love that Jesus more than I love my life. I gonna tell you, when you really believe the gospel and when the Holy Spirit just shines a flashlight on the gospel and you get it for the first time, and I believe there's people in this room that's happening like for the first time, you're maybe, maybe it's flipping the switch that, oh, it's not about changing my behavior. Yeah. It's about receiving what he, he's already done. Right. See, religion is spelled D-O. Yeah. But the gospel is spelled D-O-N-E. Yeah. It's not about what I do. It's not about what, it's not about my behavior and changing things so that God will like me and accept me. No, it's in my darkness choosing the gift that he's given me. Right there in the middle of the hell that you're in, Jesus is there with a resurrection life. God, that's good news. What is religion? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. The gospel. The good news. And so, I was thinking, you know, as a preacher who stands up here with the microphone, I think often, you know, I've been in that spot where the preacher has said this before and I didn't have a relationship with Jesus and I try to keep myself in that spot sometimes of like, we're not all just on the same track. Like, and I just believe some of us this morning need to give our hearts and lives to Jesus. But I, I, I was thinking, and I was thinking, what, what held me back for years from just saying yes and going all in with Jesus? And I think it vacillated between one thing and the other. You know what those two things are? Pride and shame. Pride says, I got this. I can handle it. It's not that bad. I don't need Jesus. I got this. I can pull myself up by my bootstraps. I'm not as bad as her, you know? 
is pride. And then on the other hand, I would, I would swing into shame of like, there is no way having done what I've done, thought what I've thought, said what I've said, fill in the blank, that God could ever love me, forgive me, use me, do anything in my life. Not that he couldn't, but that he wouldn't want to. And so we either puff ourselves up with pride that keeps us from receiving the gift. I don't need your gift. And that's rebellion. And that's sin, by the way. It's not about the things we do. It's the pride in our heart that says, I don't need you. And that's the reality of being apart from Christ. I don't really need you. Thanks. But the shame is, I need you, but I'm too ashamed to come to you. And can I just tell you today, whether it's that darkness or that darkness, it doesn't matter. He'll walk into both areas of your life and shine his light and change you from the inside out. So the, the invitation today is this. Lay your pride at his feet. And lay your shame at his feet. Just lay at his feet. It's a heart that says, Jesus, I need you. And I give you my life. It's what you did for me that I'm receiving. Worship team, come on up. We're gonna we're gonna worship at the end of service and <clears throat> have a wild dance party, okay? But I want to give the opportunity for someone in here or someone watching online or listening to the podcast later. If you've never given your heart and your life to Jesus, don't let pride stand in the way today and don't let shame stand in the way. Lay your life down at his feet. I heard this week on social media, it kind of went viral. So some of y'all probably seen this too. There was a preacher and he says, you know, there's an old question back in the day that we used to ask in church. If you were to get to heaven, the gates of heaven, they would ask you, on what merit should we let you in? And he said, this preacher says, there was a thief on the cross beside Jesus and he went to the gate of heaven and they asked him, on what merit should we let you into heaven? And the thief said, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just a thief. <laughs> I have no merit. I mean, I was just killed for being a thief, been a thief all my life. And that's who I am. And there is no merit to let me in. All I know is the guy on the middle cross said I could come. And that is salvation, guys. That is the good news. I mean, thief on the cross never went to Sunday school. He never went to, he never knew the answers. His doctrine was probably not right. It's not about check boxes. 
It's about Jesus said I could come. And whether you're dealing with that pride thing or you're wallowing in your shame this morning, if that's what's keeping you from God, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Oh, rest for your souls. Are you in a dark place? Let him in. He's not afraid of darkness. So here's what I'm gonna challenge you with. <clears throat> I know the lights are on. Nobody's head's bowed. Nobody's eyes are closed. But Jesus said, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. And if you're in this place today and you say, I need a relationship with Jesus, that's me. Like, I don't want to do the religion thing anymore. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of the pride thing and the shame thing. I'm laying my life down at his feet as my king, my Lord, my savior. And I can't clean myself up, but he can. And all I'm saying is he said I could come. And so here I am. If that's you, stand to your feet. Just go ahead and stand up. Don't wait on anybody else. If you're in this place, you say, I'm ready today to give my heart and life to Jesus. I'm ready to receive the free gift of eternal life. Stand up, stand to your feet. Come on. We have one person in, in, in 9 a.m. service sitting right there. <laughs> and they wait a little while and it's okay. I'm not as scared of awkward. <laughs> I'm not afraid of being awkward. We wait a little bit and he stood up. God's been working in Sam's life. And today he made it public. Come on. It's awesome. He said, I'm going to follow Jesus no matter what. Who's that? Come on, stand up. Who is it? You've been waiting. You've done the church thing. You said, I went to VBS when I was little. I, I got baptized when I was little. If you don't know Jesus, now's the time to know him. He's here. He wants to forgive you. He wants to come in and cleanse your life. Five seconds. Come on. If you're watching online today, you want to give your heart and life to Jesus, all you have to do is this. Believe. Repent. Believe that Jesus is who he says he is and did what he said he would do and that he can do it in your life. And then just ask him, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Can we do that out loud? Let's do it all together for the people watching online. Lord, I'm a sinner and I need your grace. I'm asking you to come into my life and change me. Forgive me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live a life like you lived. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, well, let's all stand to our feet. Here's what I wanna do. I told you things would be a little different at the end of the service. I do wanna sing this song, but I wanna, I wanna, I just want you to be vulnerable for just a minute. Can I ask that? If you're in a dark place right now in your life, and there's things that you would feel like are just really holding you back, whether it's a sin or whether it's a habit in your life, whether it's addiction, or maybe you're just like, you know what? I can't sleep at night. Or I've got things just weighing down on me. I haven't been myself in quite a while, Gunner. And I just want prayer. 
I want to invite you to come. Okay? So I want to ask some of our community leaders to come on up here if we've got any in here. And Daniela, so Shay. All right, Addison, you come on up here. Jacob, you come on up here. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Hey, this is the last service. Y'all okay with y'all okay with doing this? All right, so here's what I want to ask you to do. If you if that is you, I want you to just come on up and get prayer from somebody. With people already coming, okay? If that's you, if you say I just need some prayer because I got this I got some darkness going on in my life. The Lord wants to set somebody free today. Believe it with all my heart. So we just kind of just play a little bit. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information, visit thedwellingchurch.org.